Welcome to the Business in Sports Discourse, Jay, my man. Now that basically live sports have been long gone now for several months, uh, and hopefully years. they are- It's been years, I think. Yeah, yeah maybe, I think it's since 2011, we haven't seen a live <laughs> sport. I don't think either one of my kids were born the last time <laughs> I watched a live sport. Um, and I'll tell you what, man, at this point, one part of the business that has, I wouldn't say taken a hit, but I think is going to be completely recalibrated is the idea of sponsorships. And now when you talk about sponsorships, you have league sponsorship deals, you have team sponsorship deals, you have athlete sponsorship deals, and all of those things. And one thing that we've seen is this huge A-B test with marketers in terms of, okay, this is what worked when we had live sports. And now they've had a huge sample size for a lot of different sports about what works and doesn't work when there are no live sports. And I think moving forward, once things start to progress towards more of a live sports feel, how and what will potentially change when you know they have their uh, you know, the chance to do live sports again from a sponsorship perspective and the choices they make therein? Yeah, well, let's think about where we are. I mean, there's two areas at play here. Um, you know, you mentioned no live sports for months. So I think since beginning of March, probably, um, when one of the Utah Jazz players got uh, sick with COVID and then the NBA just basically had to shut down. So that was one of the last sporting events that was happening. So we've had the COVID shutdown and in the last couple of months, we've had a lot of the social um, protests happening and a lot of companies, not just in the sporting world, but just companies in general are rethinking, you know, their, what, what they are, um, you know, portraying and what their value statement is. So you make a great point, you know, we've been without live sports, so we have the sponsorship on that side, but we also have the league sharpening their pencils when live sports do come back. And they're like, do we really want to be, you know, in bed, quote unquote, with some of these companies that we were with before that might have a little different value than uh, than what we felt like they 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 exemplified, you know, just as, as short as two months ago. So, you know, there's really two things at play here. Yeah. And I think we were talking about, say, individual, basically individual athletes and their sponsorship deals. Usually what you have situation is, say, from the company's perspective, is unless you're in one of the big four sports, which is football, baseball, men's basketball, and men's hockey, these sponsorship deals kind of have two different roles. First of all, you want to make sure that by partnering up with a, with a specific athlete, that that partnership you know, brings attention to your brand. And then in addition to that, if it's more of a niche sport or just not in the top, you know, in, not in the big four, that that partnership not only gets you more of the pie within that circle of other brands and corporations are trying to get money from individuals who follow that sport, but trying to, you know, expand the pie to, for everybody. So grow the sport through these partnerships. And we're talking about the, the bigger sponsorship deals, not the smaller ones. And and, 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 and on an individual level like that, you it's very sport specific, right? So a basketball player is going to get a big shoe deal. Um, you know, these are very sport specific sponsorships. Right. That's a, that's a great point. Right. So like you could be, you know, in, in the, in the surfing community and, you know, the, the, the different people that you'd be looking at, you know, could be completely different or the different companies that you'd be looking at would be completely different than if you were in, in downhill skiing. Right. right. I mean, it was like yeah. completely different sports. So you'd have that, that component. And then when you think about it from a business perspective, 
you have like the greats in the sport, right? So the Michael Phelpses of the world, right? The Michael Jordans of the world, the Serena Williamses of the world, who if you're partnering with them, you basically are saying, see, the greatest in the world, maybe the greatest has ever done it, believes in us, so you should believe in us. And they also use their product. It's it's product driven again. Yeah. And I think that, that, that there's that piece, but I think there's a, the, the much larger piece, especially in terms of quantity, is the other side of it of like, all right, picking athletes within that sport that you think either aligns with your values. And I think what we're going to see moving forward, man, is that you're going to see corporations view this as basically much one like much bigger version of influencer marketing. Right. Whereas before it was like, all right, well, now we have like, you know, we're sponsoring the eighth, ninth and 10th best person in the sport. You know, we should be covered. Right. In mm -hmm. terms of in terms of people seeing us in terms of impressions. Right. Whereas now I think it's like, OK, well, you know, live sports are great. But, you know, people's connection to these athletes, as we've seen in the last several months, goes way beyond that. So it's all of a sudden going to take into account what corporations look at, these exact same corporations, mind you, the exact same marketing shops, what do they look at when they're looking at influencer marketing? I think that's going to spin much more heavily towards the athletic side in the future, and that's going to change which athletes would get those deals in terms of not only their success within that sport, but their connectivity to those fans. Yeah, and and, and I uh, I was hoping you were going to go down that road, and you, you're making a good point. It's, you know, they want to make sure that these athletes, what have they done over the past three months besides just sit around and sulk because they've not had any live sports, right? So it, it, we talked about the Tour de France last week. Like these guys, you know, do something. Like get out there and show that you're an influencer to you know promote yourself and your brand and ultimately your product and. You know, we've also not really talked about, I don't even we know how to show about this, but we should about the NCAA allowing athletes now to get paid off their likeness. I mean, that's a whole new level of brand sponsorship. Oh, as we're well. going to touch on that a bunch. That's for sure. <laughs> but, but, but the whole point of that one, and I, I know we're not, we're going on a totally different rabbit hole here is um, going back to your point about influencer, which let's stay on that. It's yeah. What are these athletes? Not just what, are, you know, we know what they did when sports were live. You know, we know what the, Basketball players, the Serena Williams of the world, the Michael Phelps of the world, when when they had a when they had a game or a, an event or a meet or something to 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 do. But what about now? You know, what are what are they standing up for, and what are they doing to still promote themselves and the brand that they're standing standing behind? And not only that, what you're seeing now are professional athletes trying to help their fans in a way. They're reaching out, like the ones who are doing social media right are contributing, positively contributing to the lives of their fans and not the other way around, which was the previous model. Basically like, all right, like I'm great. My fans love me. They're helping my life because their love for me allows me to monetize my brand. Right. Whereas now, which, which was fine. It worked for them. Great. Keep it up. But now, and during the pandemic, we're seeing, you know, the Colleen Quigleys of the world and name another, and then a whole bunch of other athletes as well, you know, who are getting out there, they're writing things. They're doing fun things on social media. They're entertaining their fans. They're um, basically providing information to their fans. They're educating their fans in a way. They're, you know, just simply engaging with their fans much more often in, in a more sustainable and consistent way. And that sort of thing is straight out of the influencer playbook, which you would never think an athlete could give, you know, to whatever's about that sort right. of thing. <laughs> but all of a sudden, it makes you not only relevant during the season based on your success and obviously 
that's contingent upon your health because what happens if you get hurt? What happens to your right. sponsorship deal and one year deals? We see this all the time with athletes or even, you know, with with soon to be mothers, they worry about, hey, like what's happened to my sponsorship deal? If I have a child, and also I'm not, right. I'm not running yep. or or whatever sport I'm in. Now it can be a year long thing where you just stay engaged with your crew, core group of fans no matter if you're playing or not. And that's the sort of thing is that, hey, these brands, they want sales all year round, man. You know what I mean? They might right. have right. You know, yeah. Black Thursday or Black Friday or whatever that to, to help drive things and things along those lines, but they want year round connectivity to their brands. And I think that sort of thing is changing, you know, really big right now. Yeah. And, you know, it's kind of funny, this whole thing keeps coming back to Colin Kaepernick, right? So I don't know if you just saw, he just signed a, a deal with Medium where he's going to be um, producing content based on Black history, Black Lives Matter, but everything that he has stood up for for the past couple of years. So to your point, he's now bringing stuff besides football. I mean, not that he's playing football, but he's bringing stuff to his fans as an intelligent human being um, and it's not football related. So it goes exactly to your point of these um, these big companies have to, to go with an athlete who just has a little bit more to them than just being able to you know put a ball on a hoop or, or hit a tennis ball 100 miles an hour. Well, look at Steven Jackson. Steven Jackson played in the NBA for about 15 years. He was a good player, never an all-star, right? So a quality starter slash rotation player on a lot of good teams and had a long career in the NBA. He is much more famous now than he yep. was then. Why? Well, all of a sudden, him and Matt Barnes created one of the most popular podcasts in the country. You might be saying, well, who's Matt Barnes? Exactly. Um, <laughs> so you know, if you're not a big NBA fan, you might not know who Matt Barnes is either. But all of a sudden, he has one of the biggest podcasts in the country. He's taking a, you know, a leading role in a uh, community, nation, and even you know NBA players' response to what's ha what happened to George Floyd and all the, the mm -hmm. protests that have um, come after that. You know he's not even in the NBA anymore, but he is you know leading the charge on on issues that matter to a lot of people. And no matter what your feelings are about those issues or how political you want to be in terms of your sport fandom, the fact of the matter is that this person, at least from you know, his ability to connect with people that care about him or potentially care about what he has to say has gone through the roof, even though the you would think the social capital that he would have would have diminished after his playing career. All of a sudden, right. he has become infinitely more relevant. Now, that is not necessarily, <laughs> you know, that's not necessarily replicable for every person, right? There's always going to be a bell curve yeah. when it comes to attention. But I think that this speaks to that. Uh, ability of a lot of people to take what they do um, way beyond the field of play. Yeah, and I think you know, and you you make a point about you know he was he's more quote unquote relevant now than he was when he played. Versus you have a lot of guys retiring, um, you know, a la Peyton Manning. Everybody wants to get behind him now that he's retired, right? Because he was such a big name. They're like, oh well, what's he going to do now? But maybe someone that wasn't as popular as Peyton in his years, you know, who brings a little bit more to the table outside of sports is something that a lot of these companies and brands want to get behind. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that you have that, that, you know, if you can get that, that sync between the mission of the company and someone who lives that ideal or that mission, that's certainly what you yeah, it's want. It's not fake, right? No, yeah. So someone who lives it, but it's beyond that. It's someone who is able to communicate that 
who's able to live that life in a very public way, who can speak about it and act upon it in a very public way. Those are the things that ultimately are going to you know last because, again, the teams and you know, in the in the games are certainly important, but I think the the uh, you know the ability to connect with under, with others goes way beyond that. So the other piece here too is that you talk about you know just the, like the live game experience. If you've gone to a major league baseball game at any point in the last thirty years, you've seen the plethora of you know banners and not even banners, but basically signage within the stadiums. Yeah, it's crazy. everywhere. Crazy. It's, it's everywhere. Like I don't even I don't know about you, man. Like I can't even like name some of the signs in these parks because they're so ubiquitous that it's just camouflage. Like your eyes yeah. don't even pick it up. It's like going to a website that has like 30,000 ads on it. You're like, right. I didn't see any of the ads because my, right. my, my eyes just like went right to the text. And, and 99% of them have nothing to do with baseball. <laughs> they have nothing to do with baseball. And I know that part of their deal is like, all right, if you get like the luxury suite, you'll also get like three, you know, sign, you know, you'll get like a signage component within the stadium. So it's, it, so a lot of these deals are comprehensive, but you wonder like, all right, like that static media sponsorship dollar, you know, that, I feel like that, that, that genre probably wasn't doing great anyway, because if you're in the stadium and there's a slow moment, you're just looking down at your phone anyway. Right. Right. Um, I feel like that sort of thing now is like, it's like, see you later because in terms of bangs for your buck, why would you ever pick like, oh, we want to have one of the 3000 signs on the third base line. Like that's going to help our sales. Like, it's just not like, it's going to have no, it's going to have no connection at all. It's like the it's like a NASCAR car, you know, with all the all the logos on it, and and it's like yeah, you know, who, you know, you know the, the the team. Well, this goes back to our original point or something we wanted to talk about was the team is going to say yeah, give us the money, we'll we'll slap your whatever logo on the first baseline. Who cares? What, what's it for us? You know, we have room. You know, um, we'll put it on a you know on a on a soda cup. Um, but now I think a lot of these teams are looking at their bottom line and be like, okay, is it, but more importantly, looking at the company, right? Do we really want that company? And to your point, maybe nobody realizes who that company is, but do we really want them, you know, assimilated with our, our organization? Is it something that we could stand behind from a values perspective? And I think that's going to get a lot more traction, especially now when all these corporations or, or all these organizations that are sitting down and looking at, okay, what do we, you know, who is giving us money and is it really the value that we want to, to create with our fans? Right. Because if you're a league or a team, the last thing you want to do is have to put out like some sort of PR statement about <laughs> right. your feelings about your sponsor. And to your point, they might even know you, they are a sponsor, right? It's, it's going to take some guy, uh, whatever, online, be like, hey, did you know XYZ sponsors the Yankees? And then XYZ, you know, it's a, which it was probably irrelevant, you know, before, but now everybody knows that, that that's coming to fruition. So I think a lot of these um, organizations have to go through with a fine-tooth comb and make sure that if they're going to take money from anybody, they really have to be in line with their value, with their value proposition. Right. And I think what you'll see is like, all right, if you want to if you want to sponsor something during an in-game experience, let's just stick with baseball. OK. Yeah. So, you know, baseball at some point you think is coming back. Seems like they're pretty close to hammering out a deal. <laughs> the, the terms of this stuff is changing literally by the minute, it seems like. But we can't even say anything now because it'll change by the time we drop this show. Yeah, so. I know. Right. I, I, I should like do the reverse jinx on it. But I am. Um, <laughs> but let's just say you want to be part of the fan in-game experience of a major league baseball team. 
What do you think would be a better move if you were marketing something that you built, Jason, right? Like you're, you're in the business world. You're out there all the time trying to get clients. What do you think would be a better thing to do? Have signage in the stadium or to like have your you know social media team put together a marketing package around either a hashtag or the team account during like the three hours of that game. So when people are going to their phones in between innings, that maybe they'll see something um, that you put out. Yeah. And I agree with you in that, you know, you, you mentioned my business, you know, old school was, we'd have guys come into our office and, and pitch product to us to offer to our clients. And they're like, our product's this. And then someone else coming like, our product's better and our product's even better. And, you know, at the end of the day, it was just one big, they were just products. But now they're coming in and trying to bring value to us. So to your point, if, if a sponsor will go down and bring some value through a social media campaign, through a hashtag, and maybe it's not the product, Right. Maybe it's about um, a value proposition or a movement that, you know, that's happening now in the world or something that their fan base probably feels strong enough about or the company's been behind forever. You know, we talked about Ben and Jerry's, you know, a company like that doing something. And look, it's not going to appeal to every fan, but it's going to I bet you it's going to appeal to more fans than the, the first base sign. Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, say, obviously, a Facebook ad or Instagram ad or Twitter ad, it takes a while to get published. But, like, say, like, something happens in the first inning of a baseball game, right? So you're a Yankees fan and, you know, Judge, you know, just absolutely murders the ball, goes 500 feet, right? So you all of a sudden, like, just you don't even need good content. You just need, right. you know, you know, cross a minimum standard. You just have, like, literally someone in your company <laughs> do, like, a video of, like, did you see that home run? Holy cow. Maybe the guy's even in the stadium. Like doing like an IG live video, clips it. It's 20, 15, 30 seconds long, depending on the uh, social media you know platform that you're using. And then you, you immediately put out the ad. So that way it shows up in people's feeds. You target it to people in that, you know, in that stadium, in that moment, you know, who also follow the New York Yankees. And then, you know, 20 minutes later, it's showing up, you know, as an ad, but, you know, it's basically a sponsored post within their social media feed. But it almost comes across as like you're friends with that guy who saw the same thing you did, right? Like yeah. something like that is like, first of all, the budget's lower. You right. Know, the, you, the, the, the person who's creating it literally takes, what, three minutes to make it max, right? It's much more targeted. And it gets you to the point where like, hey, like if you get someone who's pretty funny or interesting or has some sort of magnetism to them, like that's just going to land better than some sort of static image or something along those lines. And now that, and then as the fans interact with that, now the company's like, oh, well, this guy's interacting with it. This person is not. So now all of a sudden their stuff just shows up exponentially in their feed uh, and, it, and it catapults from there. So, yeah. Right. I, or you just, or you just put, or, or do a poll, right? Like yeah. every, like every, so say again, we'll say, we'll stick with baseball. Say it's, you know, the, one of the big companies, right? Like. I don't even I don't I can't even name one off the top of my head. But anyway, so let's just let's just pick a major company. Say Target is sponsoring the New York Yankees, right? So they just put up a poll in between innings, like, all right, how long do you think you know our pitcher is going to last this inning? Do you think he makes it through first batter, second batter, third batter, or makes it through the inning? All right? Because maybe it's like the sixth inning and they have eighty-seven pitches, and you're like, oh, it's going to be close. I don't know if this guy's going to make it through. So you're not like being nasty about it. It's like a legitimate question. You know, it's like, you know, will he make it through the inning? Like everyone's wondering. So you can like put up a poll. Again, you can have it be a sponsored post. So it shows up in people's things. 
you know, so, so, so some people's feeds. Again, it's not like not anti-Yankees with this poll because everyone who's a fan understands why you would ask that question. And I think like that sort of thing, you know, it's just like it's just a totally different world. And I think that what people are seeing through this social media centric past three or four months is, you know, why do we need the old methods of marketing within the sports world when we have now seen so many different and useful ways of doing it? And really quick is now it allows the co- the the company to go back to the Yankees if they have an issue with that brand that they're promoting they're like up oh, just discontinue don't even bring them back don't even you know just shut it down instead of taking a signage down and taking it off their all their brochures and all their you know programs so it's just much easier much simpler for both parties to get in and out of these deals for sure for sure. All right, Jay. I think we're 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 just at the twenty minute mark. I know we always say twenty minutes on this show. That's how we do it. Do you want to say anything before we get out of here? No, I knew we were going to cut it off, so I had to throw in my last two cents. So please shut us down. There you go. <laughs> All right, everybody. Thank you so much for listening. We'll be back tomorrow, Wednesday morning, on the Business and Sports Discourse.